Hello, good morning, everyone. Trust you had a blissful rest. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying in other tongues for a few minutes. I'm going to be reading from 1 Timothy 2, from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now we're going to be praying, praying for leaders of nations hallelujah and you can pray specifically for your nations and other nations as well you know um, um leaders of nations are being bullied into doing things that they don't want to do so we're going to be praying for them that they stand strong that their faith is not movable praise the lord that they stand strong in the truth in the truth of the situation around the world praise the lord you know, um, last week, a president was murdered, of course, by the deep state, and that has not been the first one. You know, several others like that. We're going to pray at this time. Pray, declaring the word that these ones, they are not bullied into taking the wrong decisions. And even those who have even gone astray taking the wrong decisions, that they are going to retrace their steps. Kindly unmute your mics right now and let's start praying. Praying for leaders of nations, especially presidents, prime ministers. Let's begin. Rocco, 
Ba 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 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, O God. Ligrada Kabunda Paradabashutakabaya. Liki Kabunda Prediki Paradabashutakabaya. For we know, O God, that you are the one that chooses leaders, Master Takabaya. And you are the one that bestowed them with the authority that you have, O God. Lord of God, we declare concerning every leader, oh God, who has been intimidated, oh God, who is who is being bullied, oh God, into making the wrong decisions, 
We pray for that one today, O God. We declare, O God, help us come. Solution has come. That one is bold in the name of our Lord Jesus. That one does not stop. Come, O God. Does not stop. Come, O God. To their wicked and evil plots, O God, all around the world today. In the name of our Lord Jesus. The leaders are emboldened, O God. They speak with boldness, O God. They speak with boldness, O God. And they are not allow things that are inconsistent, O God, with your plan and purposes, O God, for their countries. In the name of our Lord Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Lord, we bless your holy name, O God. We thank you, O God, because this was a standing strong, O God. Every Kedar of leadership, O God. They are standing strong, O oh God. They are bold. They are confident, O oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. They do not drive their, their countries, O oh God, and their nations into utter poverty, O oh God, and darkness, O oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. But this one's O oh God. Yes, hallelujah. They are controlled, O oh God, from the high heavens, O oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. By your spirit, O oh God. They are directed. In the right place, O God. By the Spirit of the Lord and with the help of angels, O God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. We see leaders, presidents of nations, O God, senators, O God, politicians, O God, in government, O God, standing up for the truth, O God, all over the world by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, O God, for in Jesus' name. We have prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed sister Amaka, for the opportunity to lead prayers again this morning. Right now, over to you, ma'am, for the Rhapsody of Realities devotion segment. Thank you, ma'am. Praise Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another time of devotion with our God. And today is 23rd of March, 2021, and the Lord is gracious and kind. Today's devotional article says, perfect completion, perfect completion. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Colossians 2, 9-10. The totality of divinity resides in Jesus Christ. When you see Jesus, you are looking at the fullness of the Godhead. He is the house of God in totality. Whether or not you agree with these doesn't make any difference. You may think of him and say he's just a man, but he is himself God. 
Fullness in our theme scripture means a completeness where nothing that's necessary is out, where there's no shortage, a complete, a perfect completion. And something most amazing about this is what we read in the latter part. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. When God looks at you, he sees everything you require for, godly, for life and godliness in you. Second Peter 1 verse 3 says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. This is the reality. Refuse to live with a lack mentality as though there are certain things you don't have. Take off the limits. Take off the limits. Take off the limits. Refuse to think that your completeness is in your government, is in the government, your place of work, or any human structure, organization, or association. Your completeness is in Christ. You're sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Become totally inundated with this consciousness. Your confession every so often should be, Father, I thank you because I have all things. You should be saying that with me. Father, I thank you because I have all things. I'm complete in Christ. There's no shortage in my life, but completeness. Do this consciously and continually and see your life blossom in righteousness, glory, wisdom, and dominion of Christ beyond your imagination. Hallelujah. You know, today's rhapsody is one of those reminders of who we are in Christ. If you look at the first paragraph, it talks about the person of Jesus, how the, the totality of divinity resides in Jesus. And that when you see Jesus, you're looking at the fullness of the Godhead. Everything about God dwells in Jesus. And you know, when we get born again, we receive this Jesus to come live in us. So that means the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in us. And the next paragraph makes us understand that when you understand this stuff, you know, he said that he now defined the word completeness. He said, it's a state where there's nothing that is necessary that is not there. What it means is that there's nothing that you and I require for life. Nothing that is important to our daily existence that is not in us. You may say, oh, I require money for daily existence. Why do, does it look like I don't have money? It's inside of you. The thing is that you haven't brought, you haven't brought it out. One of the things we need to understand about the world that we live in, this physical world, it was not designed to make you rich. School itself, if you understand the concept of school, Okay, so um, I, I, I'm not sure I posted that analysis on the Inspired by the World group, but I, I had posted it in, in quite a lot of the networks that I'm in. And it was doing an analysis of um, salary and business, what you earn from doing business. And then it did an analysis using the Nigerian currency, for instance, and it says that if you earn 60,000 Naira on a monthly basis, 
If you divide that by 30 days, that's 2,000 Naira per day. It's actually less than some people's, um, some, some guys who, who, who build houses, some laborers who carry blocks every day, every morning to um, help with the building of houses. If you earn, you say, oh, I'm a billionaire, I'm a billionaire. Even if you earn a millionaire on a monthly basis, if you work 80 years, you would have, you would still be short of being a billionaire. That is if you earn a millionaire on a monthly basis, if you worked 80 years of which people do not work for 80 years, you probably start working when you are 20, between when you are 20 and when you're 25. And by the time you're 60 to 65, the system of the world is asking you to retire. So as much as a millionaire for a Nigerian looks like a big deal to earn on a monthly basis, it would not make you a billionaire. So you see that the system of the world itself was not designed to make you rich. So I was at the hair salon. Um, it was um, it was earlier, sometime last week. I think it was on the Thursday. And we were talking, myself and the, the lady who makes my hair. And then she was telling me how that um, that there are certain days she makes like 50,000 Naira in that salon in a day. <clears throat> and she was, she was not telling me how that sometimes she goes for home service. So we're talking finance today, right? She goes for a home service and then she earns as much as 40,000 Naira depending on, on the, the, the logistics and the kind of hair the person wants to make. And we're, we're actually talking about this whole salary thing and business thing. and. So we did an analysis and we saw that if that woman makes a profit of, let me quickly do the calculation. So if that woman ends, makes a profit of at least, let's say, um, Okay, let's say she doesn't work. She doesn't work on, 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 on Sundays, right? But she works, she's open Mondays to, to um, Saturdays consistently. So let's say she works 25 days in a month and she earns about 40,000 Naira basic on a daily basis. That woman has earned a million Naira in a month from making hair. And you see the guy who works in the bank that earns 850,000 Naira passes that road every morning and looks down on her thinking she's living a low life. But that's the deceit of the system of the world. You know what I've come to realize? The basic guy on the street who is doing business earns more than the guy in the, doing the collar job. Because the school, you see, um, 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 many of you, when you were growing up and you had to go to school, I'm sure you heard your parents say something like that. You see the school you are going to, I want you to study very well, study very hard so that when you come out of school, you get a good job. Please, if you ever, if you were ever told that, can you raise your hand? So you get a good job. You need to come out with a very good result so that you get a good job. 
it, it, it was common. I, I can see the hands. It was common to be told, oh, study, oh, study, oh, these coffees that we are paying, oh, and make sure you study, oh, so that you can get a good job. Question is, why were we going to school to get a good job? We were all supposed to go to school so that we can create jobs. God made us creators. When you start from Genesis chapter one, you see that the scriptures began with God creating. And then in verse 26, he said, let us make man in our own image. And then you think that God made you to be looking for somebody who has created. You think he made you a consumer? Maybe somebody didn't expect a business class from the morning devotion. Let me tell you how school started. What was school back in the days before it was hijacked? If you have read something like, um, I, don't, I don't know how many of you have read Richest Man in Babylon, you will get the idea. So um, um, Akkad, those guys, they wanted to, the, 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 the friends, you know, wanted to, um, they saw the prosperity of their friend and they wanted to learn the trade, right? And when they came, he started telling them the story of how he himself was trained. Now, school back in the days. So my hairdresser on that day was telling me, so she had, um, when we were done, because I wanted to tip the girls who had worked with her, who had helped her. And I said, how many of them came to work? To them? How many of them are around? And she said, oh, there are nine of them that came to work today. He said, some others had um, exams, some of that. So she has over 10 people who are learning from her. Now, this woman, see, the, the funny thing is they are not employees, right? She's not paying them at the end of the month. They are actually paying her to learn from her. And some of them will stay with her as much as six months, one year, and two years. I just did an analysis of what that lady makes on a monthly basis. So imagine that all of them now probably pay her on a monthly basis to learn from her. Imagine how much the woman is making on a monthly basis. And then somebody wants to kill themselves over a job. You are praying and sowing seed every day concerning a job that you haven't gotten. I, 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 don't, I, don't know, I don't know what you are looking for. There's a creator in you. What are you offering the world? Why are you looking for a job everywhere? Somebody created the job you are looking for. When are you going to create for other people to look for jobs? So back in the days, you wanted to learn a trade. Um, for, for those of you in Nigeria, the evil guys are the ones that still do it. So they go to the village in December. By the time they're coming back in January, they're coming back with a younger cousin or a neighbor's son, a, a small child from the East. And then they come back to business. And then this boy serves them, learning the trade on a daily basis. And after a while, the boss sets him up. Often what the boss does is that he opens a new shop for this boy, selling the same thing that he sells. So this, his younger boy's business becomes an extension of his business. That's the first phase of the settlement for learning the trade. While at that, while the guy is still importing all of these things, so he imports for himself and all the young boys who have learned from him who now have jobs within the market. 
So he imports for all of them and he supplies to all of them. So if I go to his shop, let's say that person is Mr. Doze and I go to Mr. Doze's shop and then I want something. If Mr. Doze doesn't have it, he, he, he goes to the shop of one of his boys to get it. He will not get it from his neighbor. He will get it from one of his boys. And this thing I'm telling you, I have customers in the market who when I started with them 10 years ago, I was relating with them. But now I, I, I know a cousin, I know a brother who now has a shop in that market that sometimes they refer me to. So from there, as he learns that and he masters and his turnover on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis increases. He shows the guy how to bring in the things himself because now the guy can do a container in a month. His turnover has increased. So he shows him how to bring in a container every month. The guy has become an exporter, an importer of things into the country. So the guy goes from there to becoming, to be moving to five containers, to 10 containers, and then he has a conglomerate. This was the idea of school. You learn a particular act of trade. You master it. Then you are set up in that trade. And then you have your own money. So that guy who used to depend on his boss for transport fare and had to jump buses. That guy who used to depend on his boss for lunch. He lived with his boss in the morning before they have to go to the market. He will clean the whole house or he would do it late at night so that first thing in the morning, he's getting ready to leave. He will get to the market before his boss comes there because he has to open the shop. He has to set up. He has to clean. But he knew that it was only for five years. So he would do it diligently throughout that five years. That excuse me, that was his school. That was the idea of school, my brothers and my sisters. Because after five years, he was set up in wealth. He has mastered his trade. And then he became independent, business-wise and financially. That particular school was designed to make men rich. Now, some guys came and said, no, we can't afford everybody to be rich. They created the school that you and I went to. They teach you things in the textbook, tell you to buy textbook, a K textbook that have nothing that is relevant to today. You can't even practice what is inside. You are studying engineering. They are teaching you engineering in the 1960s when we are already talking about artificial intelligence in our time. Brothers and sisters, school was not designed to make you rich. They are basic knowledge. What school does for you is the education of your mind. It trains your mind to think to analyze, but the training for life itself is not in school. Take what you require from school, let it expose your mind to critical thinking and then use your mind because that's where your wealth begins. The power of your mind, your, cre your imagination, your ability to imagine, to see, to analyze, to picture is your creative ability. And that is that ability that God gave you. Creation. So when he says that everything that you require for life and for godliness, brothers and sisters, it is inside you. 
There is a solution for our world that still sits in somebody in this place, but the person is still looking for a job. Wake up to your creative abilities. Wake up to offering solutions to your world. The world was messed up in Genesis chapter one. God fixed it. Our world at this time is messed up. What are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? If you were made in the image of God, can we repeat Genesis chapter one? Every morning when we come here to pray for the first 15 minutes for the nations, for the leaders, for all men, we are recreating. After we have prayed, what next? What next? I pray that the spirit of the Lord will open your spirit, spiritual eyes to see what ordinary men do not see. I pray that you hear words from the spirit. You will hear a new sound. Words that ordinary men cannot hear. And your heart will be open to understand cogitations, innovations that ordinary men cannot catch. And that you will be infused with boldness, courage to act. The difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is action. Knowledge is common for many. Of course, not all kinds of knowledge. But at the basic, knowledge is accessible over the internet. But the difference, the one who acts on what he knows and the one who doesn't act. Do not allow the fear of failure. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in who God made you. It doesn't matter what they have told you in your family up to now. They told you you've been dumb. They told you uh, um, nobody has ever succeeded in your family. God can start with you. Remember the story of Gideon? Go and read about it. God can start with you, mighty man of valor, mighty woman of valor. is who he calls you. Make history in your family line. Hairs of bondage is a message. Go and listen to it. Refuse to be a hair of bondage because this world was designed to make you a hair of bondage. Let the God in you rise strong and rise tall. Make history, break records, make new records and break them. God bless you. Over to you, Sister Joy, for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Wow, good morning, Ma. Thank you so much for yet another inspiring ministration. Thank you, Ma, for opening our hearts, opening our spirit, and also expanding our thoughts and our minds. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. I'm going to be, I'm going to be taking the further study. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. A reading from Colossians 1, 16 to 19. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things it might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. First Corinthians 3, 21 to 22. Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. 
whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Hallelujah. All things are mine. Praise God. Um, we're going to be taking the confession together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. It's displayed on the screen. Christ is my all. I'm complete in him. Who is the head of all principality and power? There is no shortage in my life. I am full of ideas, inspiration, with wealth, prosperity, and all the blessings of the kingdom. And out of that abundance, hallelujah, I impact my world. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother for the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Over to you, Brother Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending on where you're connecting to from the world, thank you so much, Sister Maka, for such wonderful platform. I'll be reading a new Bible, New Testament Bible reading. Um, but I just remembered when I was in the secondary school, um, they were always teaching us in physics, Newton's laws. And I was wondering why they were not teaching us quantum physics by Albert Einstein. And you know, when you get to understand quantum physics, you get to understand the wave particle duality. You get to understand how you can use your imagination to create anything, how you can use sound waves. You know, Pastor Chris has this message on sound code. And once you understand quantum physics, you can now understand how you can create, how you can be a creative being. But in secondary school, the textbooks, Newton's law, which is the outdated one, was the whole textbook, while the wave particle duality, quantum physics was just like two pages. So I believe we have gotten to that time where we need to take charge of our lives and begin to create with these abilities that we have. All right, so I'll be jumping into the New Testament Bible reading, and we're reading Luke chapter five. This is the message translation. Um, it reads, push out into deep water. Verse 1, once when, he, once when he was standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, the crowd was pushing in on him to better hear the word of God. He noticed two boats tied up. The fishermen had just left them and were out scrubbing their nets. He climbed into the boats that was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Sitting there, using the boat for a pulpit, he taught the crowd. When he finished teaching, he said to Simon, push out into deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Simon said, Master, we have been fishing hard all night and haven't caught even a mineral. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. It was no sooner said than done, a huge haul of fish straining the nets, capa nets past capacity. They waved to their partners in the other boats to come help them. They filled both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. Simon Peter, when he saw it, fell to his knees before Jesus. Master, leave. I am a sinner and I can't handle this holiness. Leave me to myself. 
when they pulled in the that catch of fish, all, all over, overwhelmed Simon and everyone with them. It was the same with James and John, Zebedee's sons, co-workers with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, there is nothing to fear. From now on, you'll be fishing for men and women. They pulled their boats up on the beach, left them, nets and all, and followed him. The caption, invitation to a changed life. This is our month of change. And as we change from the inside out, we see the changes in our lives. Verse 12, one day in one of the villages, there was a man covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him in prayer and said, if you want to, if you, want to you can cleanse me. Jesus put out his hand, touched him and said, I want to be clean. Then and there, his skin was smooth, the leprosy gone. Jesus instructed him, don't talk about this all over town. Just quietly present your healed self to the priests along with the offering ordered by Moses. Your cleansed and obedient life, not your words, will bear witness to what I have done. But the man couldn't keep it to himself and the word got out. Soon, a large crowd of people had gathered to listen and be healed of their ailments. As often as possible, Jesus withdrew to out-of-the-way places for prayer. And may the Lord bless these words in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we go out today, we redraw ourselves to out-of-the-way places for prayer. All right now, I'll hand it over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Thank you very much, Brother Dizzy. Um, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. And welcome to the Old Testament reading of our Inspired by the Board Global segment. So we have three chapters to read today again. And um, we'll be starting from Deuteronomy chapter Chapter 25, I would like to say a big thank you to esteemed Amarak for this opportunity to read this every morning. Okay, Deuteronomy 25, the message translation from verse 1. When men have a legal dispute, let them go to court. The judges will decide between them, declaring one innocent and the other guilty. If the guilty one deserves punishment, the judge will have him lay himself down before him and lashed as many times as his crime deserves, but not more than 40. If you hit him more than 40 times, you will degrade him to something less than human. Don't muzzle an ox while it is stretching. When brothers are living together and one of them dies, without having had a son. The widow of the dead brother shall not marry a stranger from outside the family. Her husband's brother is to come to her and marry her and do the brother-in-law's duty by her. The first son that she bears shall be named after her dead husband. 
so his name won't die out in Israel. Verse 7. But if the brother doesn't want to marry his sister-in-law, she is to go to the leaders of this, at the city gate and say, my brother-in-law refuses to keep his brother's name alive in Israel. He won't agree to do the brother-in-law's duty by me. Then the leaders will call for the brother and confront him. If he stands there defiant and says, I don't want her, his sister-in-law is to pull his sandal off his foot, spit in his face and say, this is what happens to the man who refuses to build up the family of his brother. His name, is, his name in Israel will be family no sandal. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Verse 11. When two men are in a fight and the wife of the one man trying to rescue her husband grabs, his, grabs the genitals of the man hitting him, you are to cut off her hand. Show no pity. Don't carry around with two, with two, with you two weights, one heavy and the other light, and don't keep two measures at hand. One large and the other small. Use only one weight, a true and honest weight, and one measure, a true and honest measure, so that you will live a long time on the land that God, your God, is giving you. These honest weights and measures are an abomination to God, your God. All this corruption in business deals. Verse 17, don't forget what Amalek did to you on the road after you left Egypt. How we attacked you when you were tired, barely able to put one foot in front of another. Mercilessly cut off your stragglers and had no regard for God. When God, your God, gives you rest from all the enemies that surround you in the, in the inheritance land, God, your God, is giving you to possess. You are to wipe the name of Amalek from off the earth. Don't forget. Praise the Lord. Now move over to chapter 26. So once you enter the land that God, your God, is giving you, as an inheritance, and take it over and settle down. You are to take some of all the first fruits of what you grow in the land that God, your God, is giving you. Put them in a basket and go to the place God, your God, sets apart for you to worship him. At that time, go to the priest who is there and say, I announce to God, your God, today, that I have entered the land that God promised our ancestors that he would give to us. The priest will take the basket from you and place it on the altar of God, your God. And there, in the presence of God, your God, you will recite. From verse 5, it says, A wandering army was my father. He went down to Egypt and sojourned there. He and, his, he and just a handful of his brothers at first, but soon they became a great nation, mighty and many. The Egyptians abused and battered us in a cruel and savage slavery. We cried out to God, the God of our fathers. He listened to our voice. He saw our destitution, our trouble, our cruel plights. And God took us out of Egypt with his strong hand and long arm. Terrible and great with signs and miracle wonders. And he brought us to this place 
gave us this land flowing with milk and oil. So here I am. I brought the first fruits of what I have grown on this ground you gave me, O God. Stand and place it in the presence of God your God. Bow low in the presence of God your God and rejoice. Celebrate all the good things that God your God has given you and your family, you and the Levites and the foreign who lives with you. Verse 12, every third year, the year of the tithes, give a tenth of your produce to the Levites, the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow, so that they may eat their fill in your cities. And then in the presence of God, your God, say this, I have brought the sacred share, I have given it to the Levites, foreigner, orphan, and widow. What he commanded, I have done. I haven't deterred around your commands. I haven't forgotten a single one. I haven't eaten from the sacred share while morning. I haven't removed any of it while ritually unclean. I haven't used it in, a, in funeral feasts. I have listened obediently to the voice of God, my God. I have lived the way he com you commanded me. Look down from your holy house in heaven. Bless your people Israel and the ground you gave us just as you promised our ancestors, you, you would. This land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 16. This very day, God, your God, commands you to follow these rules and regulations, to leave them out with everything you have in you. You've renewed your vows today that God is your God, that you will live the way he shows you, do what he tells you in the rules and regulations and commandments and listen obediently to him. And today, God has affirmed that you are dearly held treasure, as he promised, a people entrusted with, his, with keeping his commandments, a people set high above all other nations that he has made, high in praise, fame, and honor. You are a people holy to God, your God. That is what he has promised. Praise be unto God. And I have hand over to you, esteemed Amara, to take us through Deuteronomy 27. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brother John. Okay, Deuteronomy 27, Moses commanded the leaders of Israel and charged the people, keep every commandment that I command you today. On the day you cross the Jordan into the land that God your God is giving you, erect large stones and coat them with plaster. As soon as you cross over the river, write on the stones all the words of this revelation so that you enter the land that God your God is giving you. That land flowing with milk and honey that God, the God of your fathers, promised you. So when you've crossed the Jordan, erect the stones on Mount Ebal, then coat them with plaster. Build an altar of stones for God your God there on the mountain. Don't use an iron stool an iron tool on the stones. Build the altar to God, your God, with uncut stones and offer your whole bond offerings on it to God, your God. When you sacrifice your peace offerings, you will also eat them there, rejoicing in the presence of God, your God. Write all the words of this revelation on the stones, incise, incise them sharply. Moses and the Levitical priests addressed all Israel. Quiet, listen obediently, Israel. This very day you have become the people of God, your God. Listen to the voice of God, your God. 
keep his commandments and regulations that I'm commanding you today. That day Moses commanded, after you've crossed the Jordan, these tribes will stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And this will stand on Mount Ebal for the course. Wow. Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulon, Dan, and Naphtali. The Levites acting as spokesmen, spokesmen and speaking loudly will address Israel. God's cause on anyone who carves or casts a God image, an abomination to God made by a craftsman and sets it up in secret. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who demeans a parent. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who moves his neighbor's boundary marker. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who misdirects a blind man on the road. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who interferes with justice due the foreigner, orphan, or widow. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who has sex with his father's wife, he has violated the woman who belongs to his father. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who has sex with an animal. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who has sex with his sister, the daughter of his father or mother. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who has sex with his mother-in-law. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who kills his neighbor in secret. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on anyone who takes a bribe to kill an innocent person. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's cause on whoever does not give substance to the words of his of this revelation by leaving them. All respond, yes, absolutely. Praise God. So much to learn from the Bible reading. Thank you so much, Brother John and Brother Dozi, for the earlier um, portions of the Bibles of the Bible that you read. Um, um, there's something that stood out in Deuteronomy 25 when he talked about um, the punishment for someone who has offended. And then he said something. He said that the the beating when he was talking about the flogging of um, 40 stripes, he said it should not be more than 40. He said if he, ex- if he, if he exceeds 40, it demeans him as a human being. And what God is trying to say is that there's such a thing as too much punishment. There's such a thing as when it has gone beyond the necessary. And that is why um, um, they are setting crimes against humanity that through the years, certain leaders have been summoned to court, to defend, to answer to, because no matter what a man does, no matter what a man does, there is such a thing as too much punishment, what demeans a man and makes him less than a man. You know, so, um, and you see punishment in our time doesn't necessarily mean physical beating. There are words that we can say to someone that makes the person feel less of themselves, feel less of a human being. You know, so these things are in the scriptures for us to bring into our day and to relate with and to make due adjustments. Um, the psalmist says something, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, may they consistently be acceptable unto you. You know, that's a prayer, an affirmation that you should say every day 
of course, even in our Poland affirmation, it's covered, you know, so um, we live by the word and we live according to the word. Praise God. I'll hand over at the moment to Brother Martins, who will take us through the Pauline affirmation. Thank you so much. Over to you, Brother Martins. Praise the Lord. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for this good opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody, depending on where you're connected from, connected to from around the world. Okay, we're taking our Pauline affirmation this morning. Our affirmation will be on the screen any moment from now. You start with your name. My name is, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. The second paragraph, I, you see your name. I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first. My love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. Praise the Lord. At this moment, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics. Please kindly unmute your mic at this moment. I will take our permission at the count of three. Amen. Praise God. Amen and amen. We'll now take the communion. Please get your communion materials ready. And I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, thank you for the words that we have heard today. As we break this bread, we declare that we are the true fulfillment, the true evidence 
through completion of every word, every written word, as it is in our time, as it is relevant in our day. Thank you, Father, for making us creators. Thank you for making us producers. From this day would come innovations that would make the world better. From this day will come ideas that will stand as solutions to the problems of billions all around the world. And our ideas will scale. They will become the world's best and they will bring in so much influence and affluence for the sake of the kingdom. And by our ideas, we'll bankroll this war for the souls of men. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name, amen. Please break the bread and eat it. And verse 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you will show the Lord's death till he come. Dear Father, thank you for the seal that your blood places on any matter that we bring to it. Today we remember Sister Blessing. We thank you for the progress that has been made on the case. And we thank you, O oh God. Because even now, we declare that this blood speaking concerning her and concerning her release in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you, O oh God. Because nothing is brought to your table that remains the same. Thank you for the testimonies that we have and the miracles that are already happening. Concerning the word to be creators, to be producers, I see some of us being contacted for certain lines of manufacturing and productions where you have the opportunity to bring this word to pass. And it will happen for the Lord will do a quick work and cut it short in righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. You can take the call. I'd like to say thank you to our co-host. So concerning the matter of Sister Blessing, just to give you guys an update, um, <clears throat> from no contact um, went to um, um, being contacted concerning her matter. The family had been contacted and um, apparently she was returning from Cameroon to Nigeria when it happened um, somewhere in Akwa Ibom State, somewhere in Nigeria. And um, they were asking for a ransom of 5 million Naira and um, it reduced to 3 million Naira. And as at yesterday, it reduced to a million Naira. Um, now the family is raising the money and as at last night, I was told that they had over um, about uh, um, 750,000 Naira. So just about 250,000 Naira to go. And um, if you feel led to give towards it, you can chat me up or any of the admins privately. Um, now, we have prayed and um, like I said, from no contact to contact and we are where we are. And um, we know that she's coming back home safely. And um, now that we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil, um, we, we refuse that such a thing would happen to, happen to anyone here. And of course, to any other person that is connected to us. Um, she's not been a member of this group before now. 
um, apparently um, her friend was, or oh, um, Sir Florence, are you here? If you're here, please raise your hand. So, um, but we are saying that nobody connected to us, no family, no loved one will be in such kind of situation. And it's, it's possible because um, it matters what you are saying on a daily basis concerning those that are connected to you. You can keep them in safety by your mouth. You know, so um, we will not allow this happen anymore. And um, she will come back home safe. Thank you, Father, for to you be all the glory, all the honor and all the adoration. You answer prayers and we know that when we prayed that day, you heard us. There's been many who have been adopted and never found, never found. But thank you, O oh God, for this one. He ends in victory. He ends with a testimony. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so um, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for um, all that you do. And thank you for joining us on a daily basis for this devotion. Um, please um, let us unmute as we share the benediction and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with us now and forevermore. Amen. Jolly, God, dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. All right. God bless you, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.